We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to another episode of Outside the Trenches. I'm BJ Kissel, joined as always by Nick Leckie, the former K-State All-American, two-time K-State All-American and Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints back in 09, and also joined by Tucker Franklin, podcast producer. <laughs> it's not quite as, <laughs> as exciting, Tucker. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to butcher yeah. this intro, but I'm trying to build up Nick. He's just All-American this, and he got Tucker. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know what else to do, man. I'm sorry, Tucker. It's funny because it's true. I know. I know. That's good. Should I have stuff written down and I was just like, and Tucker. <laughs> let's let's do Tucker as like uh, like they do Brazilians, like Ronaldinho or like Pele. It's like Tucker. Yeah. Just one name. And I'm down with Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. I just do just do that from, from now on. And Tucker. <laughs> and Tucker. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And camp TikTok. Nick, blah, blah, For the blah, next blah. couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get this thing back on track. We're not even going to redo it. That's the intro, boys. <laughs> so that's what we got. We appreciate all of you for, for listening through that mess. And for listening to us here on KC Sports Network, whether you listen on the YouTube channel or whether it's one of the audio platforms on Apple or Spotify, uh, wherever you're at, we appreciate uh, you for subscribing. Please tell your friends as that is how we will grow this thing bigger um, and better and do more cool things. Uh, the more people that know about what we're doing. So we'll try to put out good content. Uh, you tell your friends about it. And we'll do some cool stuff together. Uh, and one of the reasons that we're able to do cool stuff is because of our partners. We have nine for Casey sports network and it all started with our day one partner in Jack stack barbecue. Uh, we have not been shy about our love for Jack stack barbecue and you don't have to be in Kansas city to appreciate it. Jackstackbbq.com ships all over the country. And if you are a day one member of KC sports network, which means you went online and you bought one of our pullovers, uh, we've got some cool stuff coming for you. Thanks to a lot of our partners. So that is what we've got. We've got a good show for you. We've got the chiefs first preseason game boys just right around the corner this will be the the last show we record before the guys get out there and put jerseys on and play an actual football game yes uh, i don't care if it's preseason that's actual football um did you guys see to go off topic here real quick the ratings of the hall of fame preseason game yeah. outdid the olympics and that is not a knock on the olympics that is uh 
the NFL is king and it's never going anywhere. I don't care what anyone says on social media about the NFL dying off. Like that is not happening at all. The NFL sells 8 million fans watching a glorified pre preseason game of the preseason. People are still out there <laughs> watching it. Um, but the Chiefs have a game on Saturday, which should be a lot of fun. But before we get into some of the game stuff, Nick, I've got to ask, how has your last week been? It was good. I had a good week. I was uh, up in St. Louis. Uh, eating the food there, working, and just enjoying the last bits of summer before my kids go back to school. I'm really excited for that because I told you guys, I get jealous like when their asses are like sitting here at home and I've got to go to work. And I, get, I, I, I remember my days of summer, which is I remember not worrying about a damn thing and just having a billion hours of free time. It's almost like being in prison where I could like whittle like a toothbrush into a shank or something like that. That's what I had when I was a kid. Just oodles of time, just unreal amounts of time. I say to my kids all the time, like, just enjoy being a kid. Like you have no responsibility. Like they just kind of look at me funny at like six. I'm like, just enjoy just doing whatever you want. Like responsibilities, not a whole lot of fun. So Tuck, how's your last week been? It's been good. I've been grinding, trying to get that 35 yard punt, try to get that punt total up. Gotta, gotta hit that 35 mark. If I want that Tommy Townsend Jersey. I was going to say, please explain to everybody the context in case this is the first time they've heard it of how this all right. came about and what your training and your equipment purchases now have led to. <laughs> this thing is this thing is kind of taking on a, a mind of its own. Well, it's true. I've watched several YouTube videos on how to punt a football, feel pretty proficient in, in punting now, um, but I have purchased a few footballs. I went no, to go get, purchase like – How did all this start? What's it for? Go oh, back to for the Tom – so I've turned into quite the Tommy Townsend fanboy. I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit that. There's plenty of Patrick Mahomes fanboys, and I said, you know what? You know who doesn't have very many fanboys? It's Tommy Townsend. And Tommy Townsend deserves some fanboys too. Uh, he's got the shortest shorts. He's got the longest hair. He's he's always ready to party, dude. Uh, and he's always ready to, to drop some bombs on the football field. <laughs> How does short shorts mean the guy's ready to party? That was the short yeah. shorts mean a guy's bro, ready to party. I'm not, you don't get to get away with that line. That's no, not how we mean? work here. Hold on, hold what on. Can, can I explain to my my, my fellow zillennial? Yes, go ahead. So the, the, the trend for beach wear with the youth these days are five-inch inseam shorts. So, mm. you know, show that like mid-thigh. We're not talking like Daisy Dukes, but just a little mm -hmm. bit longer than Daisy Dukes for dudes. So you get some mid-thigh love, you know, you get some get the quads showing. Uh, you know, peeking out, stuff like that. And just, it's fashionable. It's Is high that fashion. yours? Is it that is. your high fashion? Yeah. No, I, I Nick? Oh. oh, okay. I like a 17 inch inseam, but it's got to yeah. be like way above the knee. Like I can't, it can't be touching the knee. Cause that's like, I was like the nineties kid where like the NBA sh player shorts went opposite. from like their hips to like their ankle bones. Opposite. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Opposite. I actually just bought three new pairs of shorts that were all five inch inseams today too. Um, so, so I mean, that's that's the trend. The trend now is very short shorts. Listen, Tyron Matthew wears shorts. Did you just shorts do that too. because Tommy Townsend did? Are you starting to Listen, dress like him? Every every twenty year old. It's the shorter the shorts, the, the, the more you live in life. Um, but it's you had a better you had a better one. That was that was awesome, Tucker. The shorter the shorts, the, the better your living life. I like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's how it is. But um, so I'm trying to just get a little bit like Tommy Townsend to drop a 35 yard nuke uh, to get this Tommy Townsend jersey paid for on the KCSN Sports Network. Well, I just SN means Sports Network. The KC Sports Network dime, um, and then go. I can I will be rocking with it every post game show. I think I have to wear the Tommy Townsend jersey at that point, but I, I will be rocking that jersey frequently. Yeah, um, so that's basically how it came all about. And I went and bought equipment. I bought a couple new footballs. Uh, bought some cleats for it. Uh, probably, and I got a massage gun too to make sure the hammy's loose. So <laughs> we're cooking. <laughs> you did not buy a massage gun strictly for this. Well, no, I already had it before that, okay. but yeah. right. I can't expense that. Okay, <laughs> getting weird here. But this started because you wrote me in. You ta- you snitch tagged me as the guy that could pay oh, for yeah, it through Casey Sports Network. <laughs> You're like, hey, this should be expense. This should be paid. I'm just sitting there chilling with my family, and all of a sudden, it's like, what is this? And I look, open up Twitter, and it's like, what is this poll? And it was like basically <laughs> Tucker saying, if I get all of these chiefs fans to say, Hey, yes, I should have a Tommy Townsend Jersey. Like a fan's gonna be like, no, that guy doesn't deserve one. No, everybody's <laughs> going to say, yes. everybody's going to say yes. Shoot like, or shoot. Tucker. I got, yeah. Hey, you know what? Publicly call that like, Hey, are you going to give him this Jersey? If he gets all these people to say he deserves one? No, <laughs> of course. Yes. But now, now we made it to where he's got to earn it. So that yeah. Jersey may or may not be on the way to the office, Tucker. And like I said, there are no freebies. If you don't kick the ball 35 yards, you ain't getting that jersey. Okay. That's fair. It's only fair, I think. I've got to really put in the training time. Um, we haven't determined a time, I think, that we're going to do this, but that's still up in the air. So uh, it's going to be streamed live, I think. Because yeah, there, it has, to be. It has yes. to be. Yeah. So I'm thinking if we can make it to a preseason game at some point, like in the parking lot, I think that would be mm-hmm. cool. We're just basically gonna brainstorm this out on the the, yeah. on the show here. We haven't no really more planning this out. It. No more planning. We're just gonna show up one day and just do it, and it's just gonna be like that. I just it. think just, you know when you get there early enough, like you can kind of walk off thirty five yards and you tell everybody like what's going on. I think it, you don't yeah. have to plan like where it's at. You just tell people once you show up. <laughs> Straight up, what's... I can eyeball thirty five yards. hundred percent, I can eyeball thirty five yards. Like, I are you going to games this year, Nick? Energy. Are you gonna be there? Maybe if 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 okay. Tucker is if <laughs> Tucker, Tucker, Tucker's gonna kick for a <laughs> Tommy kick, Townsend I'll jersey show up for that and then leave and go watch the game on TV. <laughs> mm. <laughs> do I get a snap? Do I do I get someone snapping it to me or do I've got to do it spin it in my hand? Yeah, type of deal. Um, yeah, you're gonna have a timer. You might even have a guy blitzing off the edge and jumping oh at God. you. <laughs> okay. Do I get a full line? No. <laughs> Max protect. If we can no. find volunteers in the crowd that are willing to be a part of this video, which I don't think would be difficult, um, yeah. people are going to be excited about it. If the, yeah. the Garth Brooks concert the other night was any indication of what Arrowhead's going to be like, there's going to be a lot of people yeah. there. That's probably enough about my punting skills. We've already. That's enough about the Garth Brooks concert. I don't want to talk about that either. Um, <laughs> just people be, so, yeah. be responsible. So, so do, you, do you think we should care about each the, other the, the next segment what do you think we should call it why do you keep poking me like this because I, I can sense your weakness both of right you now. i can sense it's not a your, weakness it is I a strength i think it's a ridiculous name i think it's a ridiculous name well you know what guys i'll talk a little bit about not my week but i'm talking about my day because i got Thanks. to hang out with some, one of tucker's old pals and jordan foot got to go to lunch with seth kaiser 
and who's down here from Minnesota and uh, Nate Taylor, Josh Briscoe, his girlfriend or fiance, wife. Sorry, I don't know lady what friend. that dynamic is. His lady friend, his girlfriend, um, was yeah. there, and then Seth's kids were there. So, or two of Seth's um, village. So, um, yeah, it uh, it was a lot of fun. Went and had some barbecue at a at a rival barbecue place. Um, actually, we won't name that, but um, yeah, it's really good. As Jack Stack will always tell you, try a little bit of everything and support different Kansas City locations. So, we did that. It was good to catch up with those guys, but it was always fun to talk you know, kind of what people are thinking and about the chiefs and you know, different people that you know, we've all been creating content together for a long time. Seth and I started back at Arrowhead pride around the same time with Craig Stout, uh, like 12 years ago. So we've known each other a long time. That's amazing. You know, I, I love Jack's that cause they're always like, try everything else, but they come back to daddy no. and, and we know who, who that is. <laughs> and that's the crown. That's the crown prime beef rib. Yeah. At the, uh, at that the, is daddy. At the that is definitely, if there's a, oh. if there is a piece of like, one piece of meat in Kansas City and like Kansas City barbecue that deserves to be called daddy is definitely the crime brown. <laughs> damn straight. Damn straight. There's damn a lot straight. of good barbecue. And you know what? I will say that and not to go off on this because we talked about it with like the Jack Stack folks because they're amazing. Um, they've been huge supporters of us. The only reason that any of this happened. Uh, but I always really appreciate the way that not just Jack Stack, but all the different barbecue places in Kansas City uh, can be competitive because every every business is competitive. You want to be a successful business, but not the detriment of anyone else. Uh, and so it's actually pretty cool the way that the barbecue restaurants um, kind of support one another saying, Hey, try a little bit of everything. And, and not everybody's going to be into, you're going to have your favorites and your preferences, eat a little bit of all of it all the time as a Kansas city kid. But I always, I, we likened it to different chiefs content creators and all the different platforms. And we were sitting there talking with people from the athletic and you got the Kansas city star and you've got arrowhead pride and you've got all these different places. Uh, Seth's got a Substack deal. Um, that's cool to be in a business and with us in Casey sports network that nobody has to fail in order for us to succeed at what we want to do. We can literally all succeed on all of our platforms by doing good work and having people come and read and consume the content we're putting out, which your numbers go up and everybody's happy. Um, for us, it's you're engaging and doing cool stuff with our brands and our partners and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, sorry to go off a little tangent. I just think it's cool that we're in a place that we can literally support and kind of cheer on and all kind of get behind everybody where that nobody has to fail in order for all of these different platforms, uh, Casey sorts sports network included, uh, in order to succeed. It's not like anybody else has to be struggling, which is great. One love. True. Yep. Exactly. All right. Let's get into our blind nil. Yes. Segments. Yes. It's until insane. I find something better. I, you know what? I'll take the mini L. Hey, hey, people, so, if you're listening to this, make it. And you thing. get to go first because I know you didn't prepare, Nick. So what, what's your segment? I'm not even going to give you a second to pre- – what's your Listen, segment? Listen, here we go. Here we go. Tucker tweeted out today that he saw a dime package, and it had hmm. Ben Neiman, Sorensen, Matthew, Thornhill, Ward, Steve, Hughes. That's right. That's a knockout blow, BJ. That's a knockout game <laughs> from, the, uh, from the boxing announcer. It's not an energy drink. This is water. I'm disappointed. But that being said, what do you think about that package? I think that Anthony Hitchens should be the dime linebacker instead of uh, Ben Neiman. That was the only problem I had. I think that Willie Gay was also out with a concussion protocol, and I think that kind of changes things a little bit too. But Ben Neiman has been the dime linebacker for 
years. So that doesn't really surprise me. Nothing like that surprised me. Hughes on the outside was surprising at the beginning of camp because when, when the Chiefs brought him in, it was always the talk of, okay, he can play well in the slot. He looks like he'll be a slot corner. Move Snead to the outside. Snead on the outside was good at the end of last year. All that all that was good. We That's how we kind of thought that was going to play out. Then Mike Hughes moves out to the outside. He's played well on the outside. So I like that. I like that setup right there um, with, with the dime set. I don't know about you, BJ. Who was who was down? Did we do we have a single defensive lineman? No, that was just the secondary. Uh, no, yeah, it was second. I was looking mm-hmm. at kind of like the shell. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't know who was inside, but I'm assuming. Yeah, two, as long two, as you name Tyron Matthew, I'm good. Yeah. For like an easy <laughs> cop out answer, like if he's on the field, everybody's fine. Like, everybody's fine. <laughs> like they're all good. No, like they're it, all good. I like those dime packages because I like when that's those that's the stuff when Spags gets creative when you start having like the extra DBs out there and guys are flying around and you see Legarius Sneed blitzing off the edge and you're gonna see these guys. Um Legarius Sneed's gonna go down probably as, you know the all time leader in for Chiefs history and like sacks by a defensive back. I think Ron Parker has the record right now with like seven and a half. It's weird. I remember these things, uh, but because like Daniel Sorensen was going to be up there because he was a blitzing safety like that. But um, I could be wrong on that, but something like that. And I, I can kind of see that being the case. But uh, when you go at those dime linebacker, those NASCAR packages where you have like the cane dough, like that sounds like a kind of package mm. where he's going to have a chance to be in the mix and he's going to loop around from like the far, like wide nine to like the backside B gap. Like that's when they do that weird, crazy stuff. Um, you have that many DBs on the field because if you have a package like that, it's third and 14. Like it's going to take a while for a play to develop so they can try to do something a little more creative. So when I hear all those DBs and, and not a lot of linebackers, I start thinking who's the DB who's coming. And then I realize that honey badgers back there and, be fine and it's all good and it's all good yeah. i mean I, I love steve just just because i feel like steve is, is a young honey badger and he's he's a young palomalo i mean he's not afraid to get his nose dirty he's not afraid to get up in the line of scrimmage you know get in rough and tough with the big boys down in the middle and, and he gets after it man he so gets after it man. he's an exciting I'll, player to watch i'll yeah. say this respectfully nick um i'm never calling anyone a little badger ever <laughs> Like I have too much, and I don't mean this to be like all preachy. I have too much respect for like honey badger is one of one like that. The built different, all that stuff. Like he's his own thing. So I, to a point, and it's going to annoy people if they start saying like, he's like honey badger. I'm going to start being like the, well, actually like, nope, like don't do that. <laughs> You're like there. It's don't there. normalize, don't normalize like <laughs> what that dude does and how he carries himself as a five foot nine, 190 pound safety that every yeah. NFL quarterback has to know, like they're paying attention to that dude. That's hard I, to do uh, if you're not six, five, 280 and you know, miles Garrett. Yeah. To scare defensive backs or scale, scare offensive coordinators the way that he does and quarterbacks just because he's so smart. And you see some of those plays that he, some of those coverages that he's done, those end zone views. And I know you guys know what I'm talking about those Texans playoff games where he's just mm-hmm. taking like seven routes away, and like four moves. So that's crazy. Yeah, he, he's amazing. To your point, Nick, too, I think that uh, the positional versatility is similar. Uh, with Legarius Sneed and, and Tyron Matthew, because he can play on the outside. He played safety in college. Uh, he played outside and inside last year. I, I see the similarities with the positional versatility. Um, 
but Spags loves those guys that can play all kinds of positions on the defensive secondary. Devin Key's another guy who was brought in as a safety. They've worked him with the cornerbacks too, and he's played a little bit of slot. DiCaprio Boodle, again, a guy who's played safety. They've worked him with the corners, and they've worked him uh, in the slot. So it, it's it, the versatility on this team in the secondary is very good. It's also cheap versatility. Uh, Brett Feach doesn't spend a whole lot on this secondary. He gets a lot of UDFAs, gets a lot of late-round draft picks. A lot of guys, um, well, besides Tyron Matthew, obviously, he's a high-dollar guy, and he, should, he deserves every penny. He should get an extension, and he – Totally deserves it. And I think that's the guy that you need at the back end to kind of captain all of these guys who are maybe lesser known players. BJ was giving me an eye when I was talking about the secondary. I didn't mention Tyron Matthew. I feel like I snapped on Nick a little bit. And then you're in there just to be like, yeah, we should pay him. And I'm just here like, yes, you better say pay pay, uh, Tyron or give BJ a bang energy drink. Because he was. I forget for the people listening on like Apple and Spotify, they can't see like our facial expressions on like YouTube. So. Uh, but yeah, I want to ask you real quick, Tucker, about Devin Key and DiCaprio Boodle, two players that a lot of fans and even myself personally, like I haven't heard anything of like I've heard them. I've seen like on social. Don't know anything about those guys. Can you give like a quick, not a, a nerd nerd squad type breakdown, but just kind of like a right. quick. Why are they two names that fans should be paying attention to when the game starts on Saturday and you start hearing a lot of these younger players that those are two names that you've said that a lot of people have been talking about consistently that when we get to Saturday, if you start hearing their names again, you're going to, that's a confirmation that these are the guys that were standing out in practice. Now they're standing out in the game. Well, both guys are undrafted free agents. Devin Key out of Western Kentucky. He's a hilltopper. DiCaprio Boodle. Some people might be Nebraska fans and know that name already because uh, he played safety. He played corner. Same thing with with uh, Devin Key. Both versatile guys in the backfield. That's really Brett Beach's cup of tea. Steve Spagnuolo's cup of tea. Another guy. In, the, both of those guys are, are undrafted free agent guys that Brett Beach has found to make an impact really right away. Um DiCaprio Boodle had been taking some reps with the ones. He takes a lot of mental reps behind Tyron Matthew in the defensive backfield, kind of flipping his hips and everything, doing what he's supposed to be doing, shadowing him. And Devin Key's been in with the ones. When Juan Thornhill was hurt, Devin Key was the guy that came in, which can be a little shocking because, you know, we all have ideas of Steve Spagnuolo not liking rookies in his defense because there's a complex defensive system. But they're throwing an undrafted guy, Devin Key, in there. And I'd be interested to see how much he does play on Saturday. That's really going to determine these guys. Uh, look, I think Devin Key is going to make the roster. I think it's going to be close for DiCaprio Boodle. It's going to be depend on if he plays special teams or not. But those two guys I'll, I'll really have my eyes on on Saturday to see, okay, how are these guys playing? How much are they playing? And where are they playing, too? I think that really, all really matters. Yeah, I you love it. Think- Thank you. That was actually a really good breakdown. And Tucker, I know we joke around with you a lot, but you've done a phenomenal job up at training camp for the first time, not having done it going up there. I know it can be overwhelming. And for any fans who go up there, it's hard when there's 90 guys on the field and you have two fields you're watching. You feel like you have to watch everything and you end up seeing nothing. And if you go out there and you try to pay attention to like four things and you have really good takes on four things. And then someone asks you like a question about, like one of the other 86 players that you weren't paying attention to. You're like, I have no idea. 
how he did it all. I only know about these four guys. So anyway, either way, Tucker, you've been doing a great job. And so anyone who's listening to this who has not yet subscribed to the Substack, the daily newsletter, you can get that information. You can get Tucker's breakdowns and his practice recaps. And then you can also get the morning breakdown and analysis from the Nerd Squad and Kent Swanson, Craig Stout, and Matt Lane. Um, again, that's kcsn.substack.com. You can find it also in the information section for those watching on YouTube. We will link it down there. But uh, guys, I want to go. I'm going to go to my Tucker. We'll have your uh, blind nail segment be last. I want to go to mine now because it it connects really easily to to what mine is, which is I want each of us to pick one young guy or one storyline that we're really looking forward to watching on Saturday. We're going to kind of treat this like our game preview segment, even though it's literally almost an entire week before it's the last time we are recording before this show. So my player to watch on Saturday, it's going to be a little different. And it might be the only one who brings up this name, but Dalton Schoen is the name that I'm going to talk about. He's number two. He's a wide receiver. Um, he's a K-State guy. So in three straight years, but I think he's around 500 yards, um, scored a few touchdowns, made some big plays for K-State. Uh, it's personal for me. I knew Dalton a little bit when he was in high school at Blue Valley Northwest. Uh, when I was coaching baseball there, before I got the job with the Chiefs, Dalton was an upperclassman when I was coaching the younger guys. And we had enough kind of overlap with the upperclassmen that I got to at least see him from a distance, know of him a little bit, and how great of an athlete he was in high school, and then kind of follow him once he got to K-State. And now seeing him get an opportunity to go play in an NFL game for a team in an area that he grew up rooting for and all those like hometown. He's not the only one who's ever had that story. But for me personally, having known him a little bit and just these moments for preseason games, you always talk about, you know, it's, it's the, the biggest moment in these guys live. They work all their lives. So these preseason, we hear it all the time, but when you really like humanize it and you know, the people like it just hits different. And so I'm really excited to see, and I don't know if he's going to get any playing time. I don't know if he's been doing much at camp. Uh, I, I tweeted out the video the other day of Tyron Matthew running across the field and there's um, your hardest workers, you know, on a, one of the, hottest days before a day off when your star player who's in the midst of a contract negotiation is out there going as hard as we saw Tyron Matthew going. That's the shit that stands out to me like that. That's where it's like that. That's why everyone looks to him because he's going hard now, not just gets rah, rah when there's 75,000 people in the stands. But the guy that I'm excited to watch on Saturday is Dalton show. Number two, uh, Grew up, grew up in Kansas City. Again, Blue Valley Northwest Husky. Then went to K-State. Now he's getting an opportunity uh, with the Chiefs. Phenomenal storyline. Hopefully he gets the ball in his hand. The kid can run. Um, so if he gets a little bit of space, uh, K-State fans know, uh, he'll get a ch chance to take it in. So uh, that's what I want to know from you guys. Nick, I want to start with you. Who's the guy that you're excited to watch um, on Saturday? Uh, not named Patrick Mahomes. Throw that in there. The you know, I'm, I'm also going to say not on the offensive line either. Yeah. And this is going to be weird, but but for me with preseason, I want to see who who stands out to me. I'm not going with any sort of predetermined notions or anything like that. I want to see who's the guy on special teams who's going to be like, you know what? I'm a flipping dog. Like I'm a dog on special teams, and, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go run down. You really can't say kickoff because they're always going outside the end zone. But I want to see the guy who's running down on punt team. And who's making tackles, who's and, and not even making tackles, but I'm gonna see the guy who's a smart player. Like who, who's the guy that's gonna set the edge on that punt? Right. Because yeah. I mean, who, who's the guy who's gonna go in there and uh be, be the second or third person to to make that tackle to get on that pile? And that's a, a Jody Fortson 
type, yeah. a guy that he goes out there, Marcus Kemp, Jody, and we know Marcus Kemp can play special teams, but you see Jody Fortson go out there and make a play on special teams. That's going to go a long way for a guy that needs to show Dave Tobe that he can be counted on as a guy who's trying to, to make a spot on this roster. Exactly. Um, exactly. Like, I'm reminiscent yeah. of Dion Yelder a couple years ago when there was a yeah. loose ball. And a punt you and you love him. that story. <laughs> you told that story so many times. But that, There's no, that's die the hard about though. Outside the trenches, about. fans right now are just like he really loves that story. Dude, no, <laughs> you, like the instinct, the instinct when you see a loose ball and go in there with uh, yeah. with hands first, not not caring about your body, that is what endears you to special teams. And not you got a guy like like Tobe who who will fight for you if if you're a dog on special teams, he'll fight for you. Yeah. You can make the squad. So that's what I want to see. I want to see that bottom part of that roster get figured out through special. Teams. God, there are so many. We we talk about that. They're, Tucker, I want to get your thoughts, but you look at the, and hopefully this isn't one of them, but you look at the wide receivers, like Jody Fortson, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, Garrick Dieter. You were talking about four guys that have been in this system that one of those guys, two of those guys are going to step up and have career type years and have earned it over the last four years, those four years. And just numbers wise, not all those guys can step up, but we've watched those guys. Like there are a lot of really cool storylines to follow this preseason. Um, and guys that you're ultimately pulling for, ultimately pulling for Garrick Dieter and Jody Fortson and these guys that have been in the system a little bit, uh, enough to know what's expected of them to go out there and give it their best shot, and they've done that. Hopefully they stay healthy and they give themselves a great look. But, Tucker, who are you looking forward to watching out on Saturday? Well, the wide receiver class is, is really interesting too, especially when Antonio Callaway was brought in to compete with that class and he got an injury. So it seems like there's an opening there. Jody Fortson's had a good camp. Marcus Kemp's had a good camp. Both of those guys getting in a lot on special teams during camp. So I think that those two guys kind of have the wide receiver shakeout is, is a really good one to watch. Obviously, the offensive line, as Nick mentioned, I think that's kind of an easy cop-out answer, kind of like Patrick Mahomes is. But I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty interested to see Jarek McKinnon and Darwin Thompson. Those two one. guys to see how that shakes out. I think that you say both of them. I think it's going to be one or the other because Michael Burton is going to take up a spot as a fullback. Uh, so it's going to be looking like now the Chiefs did just release their uh, their depth chart, their first unofficial depth chart, as much as stock as you want to put into this uh, in, in week one. But uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Darrell Williams, Jarek McKinnon, and Darwin Thompson with Elijah McGuire and Derek Gore at the other spots. So it's looking like right now that's going to be a race for the number three running back. I think that one's going to be interesting. And obviously I'm looking forward to seeing Tommy Townsend out there. Uh, he did have a rough <laughs> Super Bowl. He's got to bounce back in his first preseason game. But I think he's not going to skip a beat. He's been dropping some dropping some bombs. There's a video of a six-second six hang time punt. Golly. You, Tucker, any guy can, can I, get under the Can I give some breaking news that, Nick, you tell me if I just like blew people's minds? The person who makes the depth chart for the Chiefs preseason games. Don't, don't, don't. It's behind the curtain. I'm just going to say they're not a coach and they've never stepped foot on an NFL field. <laughs> like, that's all I'm going to say. Listen, no one wants I, to see behind that's, the curtain, DJ. I was fine with not knowing that either, Tucker. I did not. I should have fucking realized. All right, all right, we're done here. That just, just blew when my people mind. say like, "Oh, we put, shouldn't put a lot of stock into that," put even unofficial. less stock than what you think you put into it. I did no. preface it, but he said unofficial. Yes. But it doesn't even matter if it's official. Like it it's matter. like a start. Let's sit here and have something. a twenty-minute debate on whether a a start is a stat that even matters anymore. Fair enough. It is. A, it is. A, it matters. 
Because they, 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 you know what? I mean, with O line. Maybe for like offensive line, yes. But for like a skill player, for running back, for a tight end. Yeah. Yeah. If you're that good, you're going to start. You're going to want to start the game with your best players. It's a start. Mm. Snaps is a better personnel group in your end. Snaps per whatever is good too. Yeah. Disagreeing. All right, Tucker. Last people get paid on starts. Which is ridiculous because you know that it's based on personnel groupings. Yeah, it is. They could screw you over if they wanted to. Yeah, like the cool. Sam linebacker. Probably gets screwed a lot. That yeah. that position probably does get screwed a lot in the contract yes. negotiations, but Oof. I didn't think about that. That's why you have you guys here. That's why they have agents that are, literally have the same arguments. That's so, all right, Tucker, what do you got for our last segment here? So you guys are both athletes, um, and I'm curious about this. Uh, so we we had a little bit of weather out at Chiefs training camp on Sunday. Practice got canceled. So what is your favorite type of inclement weather to play in? You just called me an athlete, so I'm – riding high right now <laughs> i'll bet you are panama red <laughs> bj as as a pitcher as i mean you gotta specify it like to, for like bj as like a pitcher i didn't mind when it was like really hot and humid and all that it didn't it kept my arm loose so it didn't really bother me with baseball uh to play in, in really really hot weather um but for like football, I never associate hot weather with fo- like football. I think of like a cold fall, like Friday, like 65, 70 degree, like fall night. So I don't yeah. ask the trench guy, like how you feel, like who cares about what you like to play in baseball? Like I keep my arm loose. What does he want to, what does <laughs> what this guy want to play? Watch. Well, it, it, I think it all depends. And it's funny. I grew up in Texas, so. Like football nights is, I think, hot, hot nights. <laughs> I think, uh, hot He's not an outdoorsy nights. guy, though. I'm fascinated to know what your answer is, is the Texan who hates All right. outdoors okay. stuff. All right. So so my favorite, it depends. See, this is different. So, O-lineman, as a center, fuck that. I don't want any weather. I want mm-hmm. I want heat and, and dryness, right, as a center. It's Arizona. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Indoors. <laughs> I, want, I want a living room. I want living room temperature in a dome in the Jones Dome in St. Louis or the, the Superdome in New Orleans. That's that's yeah. what I want. Or or the Sun or the, the Cardinal Stadium. Uh that's a dome. Uh but if I'm a guard or tackle, my absolute favorite inclement weather or weather is is snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love snow because guess what? D lineman can't rush in snow and it's brilliant. <laughs> and it's like you got no more moves. You're good. We're gonna run you, all over the place. They try to bend the edge and you just lately push them and they just slide. <laughs> It's like it's like Super Mario Brothers 2 where you're like you're like on the ice and you just got like slipping. You're like, no, I'm trying to go this way. <laughs> but yeah, give me snow. Give me snow all the way. Neutralize the, the defenders. You know, that's that's absolute best. Absolute best. And rain, screw that. I hate the rain. As a center, oh my god. Yeah. Does anyone like the rain for yeah? Oh, if you're a guard or tackle, hell yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely. There that's about it. Everyone else is like, we hate the rain. Tuck, what about you? Uh, I wouldn't really consider myself an athlete, but um, I guess you got to punt a football 35 yards, so yeah, not everybody can do that. If you got to punt, that's you true. Punt, what's your weather? You know, what would you least like to punt in? It's got to be a nice, 
Um, probably nice high altitude, probably in Denver. Uh, <laughs> make the ball travel a little bit quicker, a little bit further. Um, Tell nice you clear what, day. I can help you. I'm going to reach back to my – I don't think if you knew this. When I was 15 years old, I was a punter. So, obviously, I know a lot about punting. So, um, I could help with that. I was a high school punter, second team all-conference. Nick didn't even know that. What? I want a state championship. What? I was a state champion punter my Stop sophomore year. It. They had a state championship uh, punt off. We won on the field at K-State. Wow. We were what I was five A game was after the six A game, and we sat and I was watching Darren Sproles absolutely dominate the year before he went to K State because we were the same age. Oh, okay, two thousand. That was his sophomore year. At, they were a little late to North. No, that was ninety eight. It was my sophomore year. Okay. Hmm. So, yeah, we had like guess, nineteen senior starters. They're really good. Yeah. I guess I guess I was a little premature in calling myself an athlete. I was second team all news press as a center my senior year of high school. Um, so you were a center? yeah, How you center. Let's go. I know. I was center all. Wait, how long did I play? Since like fourth grade, so fourth all the way through high school as a center. Yeah. Were you? Were hey. you? Would you be described as tough and nasty, or would it be like like sweet and and gentle? Like what, no, what it, it, I got the low center of gravity. So okay. you know, I'm only like five seven on a good day. So I'd I'd move those. Yeah, no, I'm short. No, I'm short. <laughs> so so I I've never met in person before. No, we haven't. Nick and I have never seen each other in real life. Yeah, so we've, we've never met IRL. Up. We've never met IRL. Thanks for telling me that. It'll be like meeting Lady Gaga, or the Olsen twins. <laughs> like, oh, I thought, oh, you're, oh, you're five one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's so like the first time you really meet Adam that. Schefter and Ian Rappaport. You're like, oh, right. you guys are short. It wasn't really a, a market for five seven offensive linemen out of high school, so I kind of had to hang it up after that. But no, I enjoyed it. I, as a center, you got to know all the things as you know on the offensive line. So I guess that's what led me to my current profession as an offensive line coach. That's awesome. You really yeah. are a, a line coach right now. Mm-hmm, really am. That's awesome. Yeah, Nick, Shit, do you want to go? Up, Nick, you should go up there and help him. Absolutely. I would love to. Absolutely. I just volunteered, yeah. Nick. I'll do it. I'll do it. Get up there and practice. Absolutely, man, Tucker. I'll do it. Man, these he kids loves. are going to be these kids you are going to be shocked before, when man. when I bring up Nick Lecky and Jeff Allen because Jeff has said like he's like yeah I'll I'll go and talk to him anything you need I'll, I'll do it for him. And I was like these kids awesome. these kids are going to be like whoa, blow them away. That's awesome. They no Tucker. <laughs> that's Stop awesome. It. That's that's how you should say it. No, I'm right. not going to say that. As we wrap up this show, does Nick, do you have any parting words for everybody before they listen to you know, this episode and the three or four days leading up to the Chiefs' first preseason game? I have never been more excited for a, a preseason game. I hate preseason games. I hate the preseason. Uh, I hate everything about it. But I've never been more excited for this game. Just, just to get the bad taste out of our mouths from the Super Bowl – just to see, you know, what this Chiefs, what, like, just a, a glimpse into what this season is going to look like, you know, who's going to show up on defense and and just see the packages and see what, what entails. And that's what I'm most excited about for, for this preseason game. But I am hyped and excited to talk about a game next week. A game. I don't give a shit if it's a preseason game week one and starters get no reps. That's $3 for the swear jar, Nick. Okay. We're, we're doing good the last couple episodes. Tucker, what are your parting words for us? 
It doesn't matter if it's a preseason game. It's still football. I know there are some people. I don't want to give any any um, airtime to the specific person that tweeted out about saying that preseason football. Don't his have name's to watch Mike Florio. Football. I'll give it to him. His name's Mike Florio, and he's the who's worst. Mike, who's Mike? Is he pro? Is he pro football talk? Yeah, he is such a chode. Sorry, I said that in public. I, I, I've stopped caring. He's the one that publicly basically told them to like hit Patrick Mahomes after the whistle, and then he yeah. tried to. He's such a, he does, I, I don't think that he also said that he would. He's not a lawyer. He, he also said website. he would. Stop covering the NFL if Tyreek Hill ever played again. And listen, Tyreek Hill has played several football games since he said that, and he's still covering football. So that guy's been doing favors like that. He hired Scott Pioli right after he did hit pieces for Pioli. Like, come on. But that's a whole different podcast, whole different time. He's been doing this for a very, he's been doing this for a very, very long time. And there are favors. You, there is one media outlet that Chiefs.com never asked to interview or never interviewed the entire time that I was there. That's all I will say. I was consistent from the beginning. So I've never liked that dude. There we so, go. And never heard anybody who's worked with him saying nice things about him. And then he went after Mahomes, and that did not make a lot of people very happy. So you don't do that. Don't act like that. But everybody, we appreciate you for listening to this episode of Outside the Trenches here on KC Sports Network. Again, thank you for the support. Please tell your friends, tell your other family members that love the Chiefs what we've got going on here. Let them subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if they like that, then go to the KC uh, Sports Network substack, kcsn.substack.com. If you enjoy getting daily updates, um, you'll make sure you're always entertained, educated, and informed about what's going on with the Chiefs and whatever medium you guys like getting your content, whether it's the audio platforms or our YouTube channel. And we've also got that newsletter again uh, to take care of all of our day ones. We appreciate all of you. Check out the merch store, get some cool stuff there, but we appreciate it. If you have anything for us, don't hesitate to shoot us a note. Shoot us messages. Let us know what you like or don't like about the show. As I know we tweaked the format with this one a little bit, but we appreciate all your support. Thank you again, and we will see you next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.